Welcome to the MLM.com podcast. I'm Nancy Tobler, your host. Today, our guest is Maria Osipova. She's the vice president of marketing at Penny. She has been on our podcast uh, recently and gave us so much information that we decided to take a deep dive into training and uh, how they're doing that at Penny. Maria is known for building exceptional digital experiences and creating a brand that enables every consultant to succeed, grow their business, and create a happy, well-balanced life. Maria is known for building high-performance teams, engineering repeatable processes, and creating exceptional customer journeys. Penny is a virtual assistant for consultants. It's also an enterprise platform for corporate that provides data about the field. In this podcast, as I said, we get into more depth on the topic of training. Maria talks about gaps that exist currently in distributor training. For example, distributors are often trained on the product, but not on how to sell the product or how to work on your confidence. We also talk about the delivery and how to deliver training in a way that matches a distributor's daily tasks. And we also touch on how to stay authentic and how important it is to stay authentic in your direct selling business. I want to welcome Maria Osipova. We are so happy to have you today. On the last time Maria was on our podcast, we talked very briefly about the need to train distributors for this new digital world that we all live in. So Maria, start us off with what kinds of topics are you training on? What do you see the need being? Nancy, it's fantastic to be here. And yes, so good to continue that conversation uh, that we started on last time. Uh, Whether it's uh, customers that we're talking to at the corporate, whether it's the users that we're just getting the feedback, one of the biggest points that we're hearing is that onboarding, there are gaps. Uh, One of the types of things that um, new consultants are getting is the product information. Usually that gets delivered over the PDF, maybe when they start. And then it's really up to the leader to deliver some of the processes and trainings and what works. Um, And usually that lasts maybe up to 30 days, but is this enough? And I think anyone we're talking to in the industry really talks about churn. Right? It's the new consultants that start that never get to their first sale or maybe never get to their second sale if the first sale is their mom. Yeah. <laughs> <But> really, <laughs> how to run their own business, right? At scale with the customer service, uh, with the social selling uh, approaches, with the branding, with kind of the web presence, all of that for someone that's new, for someone that used to be maybe a nurse or working at a store, so many of those um, knowledge um no, um, types and also the skills are just a gap that no one really is there in the industry filling up. So when we think about training, we don't just think topics. Uh, we think topics, delivery, psychology, overcoming some of those uh, confidence blocks or rejection blocks, all of that for professional salesperson, they're trained on it. They have years of experience. Well, when you think of someone that's successful in the direct sales, they are pros. They are running their business at scale. They are um, amazing salespeople and relationship builders. So that's the same approach. Take the new person joining the business and teach them all of those skills along with something that's very specific and very unique to the company that they're joining. So that was kind of the mindset, you know, how do we teach everyone that starts to be successful um, and also deliver it in a way that they can perceive it? Because, hey, it would be amazing to put them through, you know, five-hour university course, right? right? 
which mom that's juggling three jobs and the side business is able to sit there for hours and learn how to be a successful salesperson. Right. So you should put the training into the context that's consumable, that's uh, engaging, that people trust and can apply. Because if you bombard someone with even like the best, most amazing, you know, six-hour course, retention and being able to apply it, um, not going to happen. Yeah. So that's how we approached it. And we also thought it's like, we can do absolutely everything at the same time. Let's start with phase one. Yeah. Let's get some of those soft skills in a way that's applicable to most companies, most consultants out there. Right. Um, and let's build the micro courses. If you think of masterclass and, you know, one hour delivery with the stunning visuals and great experts, let's apply that to the direct sales um, reality and let's make it into micro class, micro masterclass, you know, video with like within three to five minutes, same type of things that we're doing with business with Penny, you know, delivering the tasks and to-dos that can be done within five to 15 minutes and move the business forward. Well, let's move the learning forward in the same super short, super engaging uh, type of content. And that's yeah. why we've done the videos, um, kind of the three minutes, we've done the worksheets. Even if you've done, you know, just this five minutes a day, you're several steps forward um, in how to build your business. Um, that also takes me back to the question you asked straight away, you know, what are some of the topics? So yeah. the topics are around uh, building the social presence, uh, why consistency is key in the follow-up, uh, how to use attraction marketing, how to overcome some of the objections, how to choose a direct sales company, you know, and find the products that fit you, fit your lifestyle and something that you can believe into. Um, some of the rule of five in social media, how to post things. So yeah. I can go through the curriculum for hours. We're going to eventually build up to 150 videos where I think wow. between 20 and 30 right now, but that's the content part. Yeah. And the content is delivered not by us, uh, but by the experts in the field. So we have JJ Burden from Isagenics. Uh, we have people from Monet, people from um, institutes that train in um, confidence and kind of the mindset type of things deliver in those little classes and we partner with them. And it's amazing to even build that kind of community of knowledge oh, yeah. uh, for direct sales. And it is free. And it is right now it's delivered via email, um, you know, every other day so that people can just space it and take it five minutes at a time. And that's kind of the level up program that's available. But I don't think that this is necessarily the, the type of education that's, that's future and that's needed. Uh, the next steps is really build it into the Penny platform and oh, okay. build it together with the behaviors where the information and the tasks are delivered together. in the same way as the dailies are delivered, right? right. Yes, together and also right so that they can be applied right in Penny. You've learned yeah. how to write your scripts. You've learned how to do the social media posts. Well, let's do something with it. Let's do, let's apply it to your business today and see how that works. So that's kind of the next step in the next phase. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking about your topics. Uh, one that you mentioned that uh, our a former podcast, Lynn Bardowski, who does Million Dollar Party Girl, she's done live streaming for 10 years now. And we talked about confidence and how women in particular have to overcome some self-esteem and ego issues about I'm worthy. My opinion is worthy and I can express my opinion and people will find that valuable. That that's an interesting topic uh, yeah, that you hit on as well. Yeah. Yeah, like there is a skills gap and knowledge gap. There is understanding of the product and new features and new promotions 
in a wake up. And then there is the whole part about um, the confidence, the mindset and the well-being too. How do you do it and not get overwhelmed and right. still live the life that's rewarding? And that's the whole reason why you started the business. And right. again, it is a skill to be taught time management um, oh, and yeah. also living in the visibility of the social media. Uh, one of the things to build relationships and something that we having um, building the video courses on as well is how are you staying authentic um, in the social media yeah, world? Yeah, let's talk um, about that. How do you stay authentic? How do you get authenticity and how do you keep it? I think is a fascinating topic as well. It is a very fine balance. And when we talk about social selling, uh, so much of it is not selling the product, but building the trusted relationship with who you are as a person, sharing who you are as a person, and then as part of it, sharing your belief into the products or offerings of the business that you are representing. So people don't just buy the product because the product is amazing. Uh, they buy because they trust what you do and they see the results in you and they trust that you're the person that they'd like to be like. They'd like to be yeah. friends with and they want to be kind of like you. And this likeliness in a way is a huge part of being the social media persona. And some people completely overdo it, building, you know, this perfect presence of someone that's looking picture perfect in full makeup every day and living their life. Yeah. And there are followers of people like that, but at the same time, uh, the ones that build huge communities around them that get true engagement um, are the ones that share, as I said, authenticity is who you are truly, not who you made up yourself to be to that audience. And that means walking a very fine line between sharing your beliefs without offending someone, um, touching on the topics that are important in the world rather than just what you ate and, you know, what type of makeup brand you used. Um, and also sharing some of the knowledge and delivering true value. And I think that's one of the biggest things that um, anyone in direct sales have to dig deep inside is what means a lot to me. What can I give to my followers? What can I give to the world? What can I teach them? Um, and at the same time, how it does it align with my business? And some people do it amazingly well. They find a niche, you know, whether it's um, the fitness or the wellness things that they share, all of it, they share the highs and lows. Uh, that's yeah. where authenticity comes from, right. you know, like, oh, this product didn't work in a way or in right. a way that I expected to. Right. And that becomes, this is where I trust you, but then follow it up by this is how you overcome this. And this is, you know, the other things that work really well. Uh, to me, that's authenticity. Yeah. Uh, when people are vulnerable, when people share something yeah. that truly um, matters to them. And then, yes, when they say, like, by the way, this thing was amazing. It's like, yeah. you know what? I've trusted you so much. We've aligned on so many things. Right. Maybe we'll align on this. And that's how you're seeing the whole army of people all of a sudden coming from, you know, not because they're celebrities, not because they are uh, some type of an actor that before used to be what brands are using, but it's relatable people that you are, um, you know, checking more than your sister on Instagram, right? It's like, what did this person post today? Oh, what's happening with their family? You're kind of come to expect uh, this type of virtual relationship. And not all of them are superficial. Uh, some of them people then go into live events and meet and it feels like you've known them for years you know their right. family you know the types of things they like you know their favorite you know drink and meals um and that's where you see the merging of some of those global relationships and that's where a lot of opportunities are i think as we talk about the event evolution as, as we talk about relationship evolution um 
none of the technology will make that connection. Right. It's still people, but technology makes it possible in a way to deliver those messages, to deliver that kind of authentic presence. And then, you know, whether you choose to have a one-off online or whether you are going to an event where that comes together, um, yeah, then that's happening. And I think that's um, a lot of opportunities for um, not only social selling, but some of the learning opportunities um, that we're looking at kind of outside of uh, some of the courses that we're delivering. So I think one of the topics we mentioned last time was events, right? And the right. live events that everyone, um, first of all, panicked that they disappeared and they were a huge part of the yeah. uh, direct sales business process. But also, um, I think it pushed everyone to really reimagine what the events are. Does everyone want to go in a room just to listen to someone? Yeah. If you could sit back and listen for the same thing, you know, virtually before, does it right. deliver the value that we're looking for? Especially as so many courses and masterclasses are being shared. Or should the format change in a way where like networking and meeting someone for a first time is one of the biggest fears that anyone shares before the conference, right? Like it's good if you're going there with a the group of friends, but if I'm by myself, oh my God, to approach someone. So that's also, I think, part of the learning curriculum and something that we think about when we transition from this virtual delivery and videos and maybe even an app to something that's an event that brings people together is how yeah. do you facilitate connection? Can we right. do, you know, if we can deliver knowledge um, via any type of system, the phone, the app, um, the desktop, the big screen, how can we go beyond that? First of all, it's application of that knowledge, which very few times you leave the conference like, oh, I, I, I'm going to do this, yeah. right? Usually right. it's like, I got inspired, I got uplifted. Right. Um, but I, don't I need know to move irrelevant do. content, right. but how do I actually do that? Right. So it's the application is one. Um, and then the next one is connections. Who's going, who can I ask if it doesn't work? Uh, who can I try to do that together with? Uh, can I walk away with some of the relationships created? And very few people have the natural ability to do that. But as conference or event hosts, we have the ability to facilitate it. Um, and I think one of the things we as a company learned through the pandemic is um, as Penny started to grow from 16 to 50 to close to 80 people right now, um, just the all hands meeting with, you know, everyone in the screen in tiny square doesn't work to create this relationship. Right. Um, we started, no, totally. So we started breaking up in the rooms with the assignments, with things that we can work on together or get to know about each other. And every time you walk away, you're just like, oh, that's such a cool hobby this person has. Or they want to go to this island. I never thought about it. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like we worked together on figuring out what the next party is going to be and such great ideas. But it's uh, starting to apply the thinking beyond just can I deliver knowledge with, you know, with one head speaking at the audience? How right. do we get the audience to engage and learn something? So, yeah, uh, yeah I was just thinking uh, yeah. a, a couple of things have come up in my mind. One is self-disclosure is how relationships are built. One line at a time. You self-disclose, the other person self-discloses, and then you you validate that, right? And then you go on from there. And uh, it's powerful, right? This authenticity, sharing who you really are, right? I mean, part of who you really are is that perfect person, but part of who you are is also when your child ends up naked on the Zoom skull. <laughs> Both of those are who you are. Uh, but the other thing I was thinking, which sort of ties into Penny, uh, is 
we can only keep track of so many relationships at once. And we've talked about this on MLM.com a couple of times, but technology can help you keep track of more people. That's what it does for you. You, if you go, Oh, I remember this person has this a husband and a dog and, uh, they love cats or they hate cats, right? If you can keep track of information about people so that when you meet them again, it, it you can use technology to help you keep up with self-disclosure because it's overwhelming if you try to make a connection with everybody. That is so, so, so true. And one of the things that, um, by the way, we're running another survey for the next year's report, oh. the one that you read now, we're including consultants and we already got about 200 responses oh, uh, from just the first week. So I'll I was reading I'll through them. I'll post a link to that. If you're okay with that, I'll post a link on the article. Oh, uh, on the that'd podcast. be amazing. Yeah. Okay, great. absolutely. One of the biggest things that people struggle with is consistency and follow up in building those relationships, because relationships is not just, you know, I had a chance to meet and I disclosed something about myself is showing that you care about someone. Yeah. Uh, just like you said, you know, husband's birthday or the graduation of the child. And it's so crazy to keep it with all of the social media noise. So you have to make a note, you have to put in a follow up or even just block 15 minutes for those type of follow ups. I do that personally on LinkedIn uh, to keep connection with my work network. Well, you do the same. Um, and also uh, just reaching out when something is working to, you know, someone's hitting their target so well, or someone had a really struggling month. You have to have that visibility and knowledge, whether it's in your downline or maybe with your customers, they haven't reordered and you've seen something on social media. So it's a combination of reminders and process with having access to that knowledge. So yes, if yeah. someone mentioned that it's their birthday, then that's the note that you can enter and that's the task that you can put in and, you know, reach out next year. Right. Um, and also, if you're seeing within Penny that your someone on your team is falling behind this month, reaching out and seeing, are you okay? Is your family okay? What is right. happening? And if they hit success, well, that's another reason to celebrate. Right. And if you have more than 100 people, more than 200 people on your team, um, it becomes next to impossible to keep, you know, pulse of everyone. So that's where technology really helps. That's where you want those kind of highlights um, in your daily, in your screen, where you can... Um, add to that relationship and truly build it. And that's, it's funny when something happens, even on my LinkedIn and someone personally reaches out and say, Hey, that was fantastic. I remember that person out yeah. of all the people that just liked, I remember someone that made the reach and said couple of the personal words, even right. if it's the vendor, they reach out. I'm like, Oh, they, you know what? They, they care more about than just selling the product to me. They yeah. care about me as a person. Right. And I think that's a huge part that you need to invest before you ask someone for a purchase, for a trial, for something else. Like you have to fill that bucket of care and trust before you some ask for money in return or you know time with you in return um and that's where technology can really really help and just take it off your mind you don't think when you have to do that it just pops up and you trust it yeah yeah that's fantastic i think that um that connection is built and then technology can help you keep track of those connections right it's just there's just so only so much one person can do in their head uh, where technology really comes in. So another one that I was question I was thinking about is how do you know if your training is successful? And we've kind of hit on it, right? Are people applying what you're telling them? And I think it will be interesting when you combine training with actual tasks and people can go back and forth because then you can capture that 
in Penny, I assume. Uh, but what, what are you thinking about how you know whether or not a training is successful? Oh, that's such a deep topic. And, yeah. you know, you can look at it from a little bit of a superficial level. Do people click and engage with right. the video? Right. Do people click on the worksheets and complete them? And we get a lot of that. I think that's an easy way to do this. The next level is, um, do they apply it in sales? In Penny, uh, we see very clearly pre-Penny start and three months after Penny, there's a drastic increase in the order sizes in the number of reach outs. There is a drastic increase in the overall sales for that month versus last month. Uh, well, we have Penny Automation now. We're at the training and the knowledge and maybe building some of the scripts now with that information. Has the output increased? We are talking sales. Yeah. Uh, have yeah. the... Um, you know, have the contact uh, that was sent was clicked more than before. Uh, did the, again, order size increase because uh, you've reached out with um, the better type of um, information or the better connection that you've built. So all of that is uh, kind of the results data. And then I think the next level, and that's industry-wide or even company-wide, um, might take six to 12 months to see, but are we seeing less churn from the new consultants? Right. If before, uh, when people start 20% or up to 40%, uh, which within the first months, did we see that number drop uh, right. out of net new consultants on the team? And that's something that's very easy to aggregate um, and put together with the number of sales. Or did the number to, of days to the first sale decrease? Because oh, yeah. one of the statistics that we have in the industry is that sometimes it takes up to uh, six months or nine months for someone net new to get their first sale. Well, they've been putting work every day that way. And by the way, the most of the training programs and by the end of 30 days. So between 30 days to see that first step of success without any support, investing time into that business takes another several, several months. Well, yeah. of course, wow. people will lose the faith. And by, uh, by the way, they're investing some money as well to buy yeah. the product, to keep some stock, right? So it's even if it's just the moral and emotional support as part of the onboarding and training is like, keep going, your outreach numbers increases, you're right. having more conversations. This type of um, training and emotional um, confidence is needed as part of the program. That's why we talk about First step is, hey, let's develop amazing content um, right. in sizable chunks by right. really, really trusted experts. Then let's figure out the delivery. That makes sense. That's some tiny little chunks that can be applied. And then let's work with psychology. Let's add the contest, the gamification, the budgets. Oh, sure. Oh, we sorry. haven't even talked about that, but of course, that right? There's right? that element that we can, well, it can tell you several things, right? The gamification of it can tell you, one, if people are engaging on it. But it also, you can tell what, what content is most engaging, right? Where do they game? Where do they play? Absolutely. Yeah. Where people interact the most, what worksheet um, is filled out the most. And then we do surveys. We, we ask for, you know, what stood out and was this on point um, as part of the level up. But I think there is so much more that can be done uh, within the application and with the technology. In fact, we are bringing on board uh, someone that has a PhD in digital learning and has um, applied those 
digital learning behaviors to the higher education settings and to the professional um, and consultant settings. And that's going to be part of what's next in oh, any wow, platform great. in regards to the onboarding. So we're not looking at it lightly. Let's just take the care cycle and, you know, stop the content, add the consultants and add another thing to their day. No, let's figure out how people learn. Let's figure out how a right. uh, really busy mom can learn, retain and be more successful. And as a result, let's affect the industry overall by increasing the skill uh, sets across the board and reducing terrain across the board, which right. kind of is a win-win to the organizations, to the consultants and to Penny ultimately because we people um, engage with our platform and overall stay on it longer because they don't churn. Yeah, so maybe let's just end with a thank you. So wonderful information on training. And I think it's really important to figure out how to measure training. You as a leader should be figuring that out. As a company, you should be figuring that out. How do you measure it? Uh, so you know what's actually making a difference in people's lives. And if it's not, then change. Change it, please. <laughs> Don't keep well, doing that's it. another thing, right? It's like nothing that we've envisioned or anyone envisions is right, right of the bat. Right. But you can try to use the empathy and uh, try to do the best for what seems to be fitting in the direct sales contest. Uh, but then you can apply the learnings and the feedback and tweak it. It's not something right. that you've written for 20 years, right? right? Whether it's the new topics that are important um, or a new delivery mechanism or, you know, a new woohoo type of thing that makes everyone happy that they right. finished the, the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's end by telling people what Penny is. And, uh, and then I appreciate your time so much today. Thanks. Absolutely. Uh, well, Penny is a social sales enablement platform. It is built specifically for direct sales, for consultants. It helps them build rewarding businesses, but helping automate their daily tasks, their efficiencies, their sales orders, and uh, customer care. For the corporate part, it provides the insights into what works in the field, uh, what type of content works, what type of outreach is happening. Um, and as a result, overall organization grows their revenues, reduces their churn, and becomes more successful. And that's exactly what we were talking about today. You know, yeah. onboarding and training is right. another layer of that. Right. Uh, that platform is going to enable, along with many as a brand, um, just kind of adding to the overall industry success. Great. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Fantastic as always. Thank you so, right. so much, Nancy, for the conversation. All right. I want to thank Jana Bangader and her help on the podcast over the past couple of months. She's leaving us for bigger and better places. Uh, I also want to introduce you to Leroy Ball. He'll be helping with the sound and I want to thank both of them. I want to thank you again for joining the MLM.com podcast, bringing you information and insight into the direct selling industry. Join us next time.